0: A priest, his brother, and a married guy walk into a podcast to discover the deepest truths of our day. If you're a seeker of ancient wisdom, interdimensional museums, and the Baltimore Catechism, then this is not the show for you. You're listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. And it starts right now. Episode 61, aka Roger Maris, of the Untitled Catholic Podcast. Father Sean, do you remember the movie 61? I love that movie. And how often we used to watch it. Yeah, it was on HBO all the time. And that um, I went through a phase where I, I haven't really followed up on it. But I just want to watch baseball movies since baseball is not going to be played this year. Yeah, I was going to say, remember baseball? Yeah, that that is that's a sad tragedy. This It's not coming back. We're not going to have it. But guess what? That means it's not the Mets' fault that they didn't make the playoffs because no one made the playoffs. I'm very frustrated about baseball now because that was something that I was like looking forward to, but at the same time, I also don't want them to play. I feel like it's also like this could be like the ramifications of this could be like beyond this year. Like this could really screw up baseball for years to come. Right. Oh yeah, it will. I think it might've have already have, but like, the, like it's already a, like a, a regional sport, like, I don't know. It's I bad. love baseball. It's going to be we very bad. bad. I say owners save your money just say, you know what, we're not having baseball. Same with basketball. Save your money, just don't pay the players and then just let football start on time and that's that. And we could all I could hold out in about, in about a month. month. I would I could hold mm-hmm. off for football season with just hockey. Yes, I I mean, I, at, at this point, point we've yes. had nothing. So, yeah, yeah, I could do that. A month, so a, a month, say, a month and a half ago, I wouldn't have agreed with you. But now it's like, yeah, like whatever. Yeah, let the greedy people just not not get paid. And we'll move on with our lives. Because as Monsignor McDonald would say, you think this gets me to heaven? It doesn't. <laughs> Spoiler well, if alert, anything, If it anything, doesn't. it's going to send me to hell. Because yeah. I complain too much about it. Yeah, spend way too much time on it. That's I'm just bad. mad because I had a really good fantasy baseball draft. Wow. It really is a fantasy now. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, more of a I, fantasy than it's ever been. Well, didn't you win your league this year? Me? Yeah. No, 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 no. That was several that was two years ago. Oh. I was gonna say, you can't greedy, don't be greedy. I mortgaged my future to win a championship and it and it worked. And then, I, I, that makes the most sense. You got to grab it while you can. I but was learn anything in, as a Mets fan. I was in position to barely make the playoffs, and I said, "You know what? Throw caution to the wind." I went all in and made huge trades, um, especially with my friend Father Ralph, who does listen to this podcast and wants to be on desperately, but he never listens to the episodes where we say, "If you listen, tell us that you listened, and then we'll have you on." But anyway, I traded him, is, Father and, Ralph. He and then he, he, won. Hint, hint. he won because of that trade the year after. I won because of that trade that year, and he won because of that trade the year after. So consecutive, how many people are in this league? 12? 12, 12. And two of the 12 are priests? Yes. And then they won back-to-back years? Yes, that's pretty impressive. It is, I think so. Name me another Catholic podcast that can say something like that. None, which makes us better than all the other ones. Well, that's debatable. It just makes us different. It makes, uh, yeah, it makes us different. But I digress. Nolan, how have you been? I've been good. Been good. So your, I'm assuming your son doesn't listen to the podcast. No, neither one of they only interrupt the podcast. They don't actually listen. So I think I this is I want to commend your fatherhood, as Father's Day is coming up. Well, I guess when this episode gets released, how Father's Day will be over, right? Father's Day may be over, but well, Nolan is desperately trying to find uh, his son, who is named after Father Sean, a Nintendo Switch. I, I've been searching high and low. My wife and I have been searching high and low since probably April, because that's when he first started saying that's what he wanted for his birthday. Which is indeed past. It was June second. It was June when? Second. So we're two weeks after his birthday and, and you think you may have found it. We think we finally may have found it. Uh, we've we've lo- we we looked multiple times a day on target.com. And uh, it just one random morning said they were available to order. So we placed the order, we got a confirmation email, they took our money. We just have to sit and wait and hope that it actually shows up.
1: He won't have any games to
0: play with it, but it'll come, yeah, yeah. Well, you figure get him the console this year, and then next birthday get him a couple games. Perfect. So he could just—it'll be a really expensive paperweight for now until next year. You can't get a game. Games have to be easier to get than. No, you you can't download download the games. Well, you can download them, and um, and you can get some games. There's a there's a couple particular ones he wants though, which of course are are harder to get. But so Justin wanted me to get one so that we could play together. But when we had Madden, we never played together. So I'll say this, Justin. If you want to play Switch together as a priestly anniversary present, you can get me switch and then we can play together. Mm. What well, I will then I will say this. I already got you a priestly anniversary present. Okay. And it's not, and it's not a Nintendo Switch. It's it's arguably this is an easy Arguably resolve though. Better. Okay. This is an easy resolve though because Father Sean can just come over my house for dinner one day and we could play Nintendo Switch at my house while you play at your place. Then we can- or or There you go. I can give you more than what you paid for your Nintendo Switch and you could give it to me and that would be a lesson to teach Brett about capitalism and supply and demand. (laughs) (laughs) Well, technically right now he does not know it's coming because we never told him it was definitely coming because we didn't know how long it was going to take. So... Um, I went to a Target in Nashville. He did. So if you're going to commend my father, i got to commend your friendship because that was pretty cool (laughs) of you to do that. He risked coronavirus twice for Nintendo Switch. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm clean. I'm safe. He's put his wife up to it, too. Yeah, she she didn't go, so I went. Well, now we're probably not going back to the office until Labor Day. Isn't so now I'm, I'm really thinking about getting a switch now to play with you. Well, do what it. we will definitely do if Father Sean does visit Tennessee and he drives down, we can play on mine. We can play you. I think we're going to have to record an episode while playing. I think we're going to have to do it. That would one. be yeah. a lot of fun. And like, then all I know is I want to play, I wanna, I wanna play Mario Party because my favorite game is Don't Wake the Wiggler. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's just, So that's something, if we go to Gabe's house, we could bring an extra controller, and then we can all play. But don't, so doesn't he have, have don't, four? Or three? I think he only had two. No, because he would play with us, I thought. Yeah, I guess he does have four. Well, then we could play with six. This is all I good. know is right now I'm trying to justify out loud my investment, because it was it was good for a while, and then I feel like the virus ended for me. And then it was back to reality. So now I'm like, great. I got to fit in switch time in my life. But So you're what you're saying is don't buy it now. That's what you're telling me. Well, if Nolan gets – if you know enough people that have it, for you, it would be worth it. So if Nolan, myself, Nate, Gabe, if you could find one more person with one, it would be worth it. Okay. Okay. I bet you Klauberg has one. He probably no. doesn't know he has one, but he probably has one. I doubt <laughs> it. Yeah, I, you, you don't know, think Klauberg, his, you don't think his son has one? I guarantee. No, you. I don't. Let's text him right now. All right. Klauberg probably thinks his old Sega is a switch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unprecedented moment in Klauberg history happened. He called me up at eleven o'clock at night, and I was getting ready to go to sleep, so I didn't answer because there's no such thing as a five-minute Klauberg conversation. <laughs> Even when he says it'll only be five minutes. I called him back the next day and he has still not called me back. So that happens. He he actually has not been as responsive as usual, I have to say, throughout this pandemic. And he will listen to this podcast. So Clubberg, he'll he'll watch it, which is actually possible now. But we if, won't get into if that. If we start recording videos, we're not, we're not going to start recording videos. But Nolan, we have this capability, too. Speaking of watching, Nolan, you did not have to watch Mass this weekend, huh? I did not. I was there live and in person, which is kind of cool because it came up really quickly, right, Father Sean? Like- yes, it, it happened. Uh, the governor said that you can have Mass. It was a Saturday. A few hours after he said that. He said you could have church services to 20%, 25% capacity. A few hours after he said that the diocese said that masses will be allowed again starting Wednesday when phase two opened. And then after that, they said that there could be communion. Mm. Yeah, it was like. Now we're, we're, we're in, a, in a strange way. We are back in business. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. Um, so you were able to receive the Eucharist, Nolan? I was. We did it at our church. They they gave it to us after Mass. Is that how it was done where you are, Father Sean? Yes, that's the rule. It cannot okay. be given out during Mass.
1: Yeah. How does so, that make
0: sense? Because you, they want the priest to wear a mask, and a priest can't wear a mask during yeah. Mass. And also, there's like sanitary concerns, right? So like if you touch someone's hand or mouth, then you have to... Resanitize, and that's like weird to do during the mass also but i think why like want not you wear a mask during the distribution of that's what the the masses i've been to that's what they do that's what we were told those were the directives from the diocese uh, from what i understand that's too like it's also like they want to encourage people to receive and just leave not like go back to their seats and stuff touch stuff again and obviously you don't want to encourage that before the mass is ended that's where that's one of the ways it was explained to me actually and then so you have to wear a mask then how do you receive like what's the process as you exit it's the same as you would regular you could go back to your seat and pray a little bit or you can just leave yes and you don't oh, can, you come you, up to the <laughs> office so people do anyway they just leave after communion. but you don't but this time you don't have to feel guilty about it
1: but of right. course those people that do yeah. it
0: probably don't feel that guilty about it's it courage or slobs but um, It was a great feeling that's awesome and how is it as from a priest perspective it was awesome to be able to give people communion again it's weird because you can't see their facial expressions because they're all wearing masks But it was nice to be like, and Father Jeff asked us to give out communion at every mass. So it was kind of cool to be at every mass and see everybody. Not that I know a lot of these people, but. What uh, kind of mask do you have, Father Sean? Um, It says N95, but I don't think it actually is. I think it's just an excuse to charge extra money. I should send you uh, a cotton one that I have. You got a cotton Would one you, that you could wash again. Yep. Would you Where'd wear you it? Would you get it from uh, the American Mask Project, something like that? I'd wear that. Yeah. All right. I'll have I'll have to send you one then. Okay. Great. I just spoiled your uh, anniversary gift. Was that? That's what it is? A mask? No, it's not. But I, no one I, knows what it is. I told Nolan what it is. All right. Well, you don't have to tell me. But I. So maybe I saw, you'll get it around the same time. Okay. I I saw uh, a website called Worthy that makes vestments, and they made vestment masks. That's pretty cool. So it's like it's the same material that vestments are made of, and you So you could have liturgically correct masks. That's pretty cool. That I tempted to cool. buy one of them, but it's like thirty bucks. So I, I was like. I don't feel like the novelty is worth thirty dollars. No, I, I want to get one that just the, of the get image of my face, so that it could be, <laughs> so that it looks but like. But with not the beard, so it looks weird. Yeah, so like people are like thrown off. Like first, like hey, you're not. Oh, oh, okay, you are wearing a mask. <laughs> a hey Maggie, I got my dog just listening in. She has no idea what's going on. We were talking yeah. about you before. Do you think Maggie will still like me when she sees me again, or do you think she's over that? Well, no, she would definitely still like you. Um, but we had a, another dog in our house last week, and it was interesting. Maggie did not like that. I was—I would have bet all of my money that Maggie wouldn't have liked it. So she was very timid first, and then she would growl if the other dog came around. But it was an interesting experience. But. Maggie, we'll still will still like you. Good. Um, so I went to a wedding this weekend, and it was Megan's maid of honor got married. And the long story, long and short of it, was uh, they were supposed to get married in the D.C. area, and then they didn't lift the restrictions soon enough. So they pivoted last minute to get married in West Virginia in Canaan Valley. It's just a, a beautiful setting. I don't know if it's Canaan or Canaan, but I'll just say Canaan. Um, and it wound up being like a 50 person wedding. And it was two very Catholic families came together to have a very beautiful Catholic wedding. And it was very encouraging and inspiring. So I wanted to share that because I enjoyed it very much. And it was nice to see that young Catholics are doing what they're supposed to be doing. And they they did it the right way. And it was only about this, it was all about the sacrament. And then there was a little party after, and the party was great. I DJ'd and they had nice first dances. They had lovely prayers. It was awesome. Was that so, literally the first time you've ever DJ'd before? Yes. And See, the just... groom's the groom's dad was like, man, you must love this line of Work seeing people dance all the time. I said first time, so I told people to write a Yelp review for me. <laughs> so here's the, this is, Hold on, two. Justin. I have to ask a question about DJing before we move past it. Um, do you have that like DJ software, or you just put songs next to each other? This particular gig was songs next to each other. However, okay. I do have a DJ software. DJ Lite or whatever. Like DJ, cross, DJ Cross DJ Lite. I, I downloaded this it's, thing it's called Cross DJ Lite. And my think it's called virtual DJ. So it's hard. I don't understand how it pauses. works. There was awkward pauses at times, but I must say the song selection I think was pretty fantastic. Because it's all about pivoting. Like I had a playlist and I was I wanted to ramp it up. And then it was going to get crazy and then ramp back down. Cause it's all about, you, you kind of ebb and flow. You can't just hit mm-hmm. them with the hard ones right away. About you pacing. Gotta, it's about pacing, ebb, you ebb and flow. So the first dance of the bride and the, her father was Stevie wonder. And it was a perfect transition because they danced and then he handed her off to her now husband. And then, they dance the two of them and it's kind of an upbeat song and then i invited everyone on the dance floor so now you have the whole wedding on the dance floor and then you hit them with flow rider and then everyone starts dancing what song get low no i oh sometimes i get a good feeling Just mm-hmm. I am. i'll be the president once mm-hmm. day. i'm place. pretty sure that's in the handbook for djs actually hit them with flow rider like Hit them with worth, Crow Rider. Well, yeah. my calling card is always a its a good feeling. It's either going to be that song or a beachy. Because that, that gets everyone going. So, and then at one point, because uh, everything was run off of a, a generator, and the generator died uh. right before things were going, and I was sweating. So... I was the one, her, the bride's brother-in-law called his dad to see if they could fix it. And I was watching a YouTube video. And I think I diagnosed the problem. And you just basically have to keep starting it because the engine was flooded because it was on an angle. So you just have to keep starting it. And I kept pulling it and then black smoke flew out of the generator. <laughs> I was like, that's either really good or really bad. And I just kept going. I kept pulling it. And then the groom's dad came and said, let's pray for the generator. And me being a Mets fan was like, yeah, right. Like that's gonna work. <laughs> so he prayed for the generator. And then I just kept ripping it and like three more pulls started working, worked the rest of the night. That's fantastic. You really are a jack of all trades. <laughs> well, that, I, I, the point of the story was that the prayer for the generator wound up working. And it see, it was awesome. And then the wedding went, went out with, without a hitch. It was there's, great. There's no rule against praying for such things, right? No. He was like, especially for his son's wedding. But he was so calm, the guy. I was like, I got to be more like this guy. He was awesome. Both That's families crazy. were just great. Good times. So it was. It made me remember my wedding, which was nice. And then it gave me hope and humanity, which I w- I've been losing. And then this wedding happened, and now I feel hopeful again. Awesome. I'm, I'm excited because I'm doing a wedding at the end of the month, and it's a similar <laughs> thing. They just want to get married in the church. Yep. That's all that matters. At the end of the day, that's all that matters. And they knew that. And they didn't complain that they didn't have the the country club or the hors d'oeuvres or anything like that. They had 50 of their closest family and friends, and they got the sacrament, and that's all they needed. I I know a couple that got married in a snowstorm for that very reason. Like an awful, terrible, crazy snowstorm. Party canceled, and they just went with their immediate family to the church in a snowstorm. And they got married, and uh, and that's what it's all about. Did they ever have the party? Uh, I don't know. was I'm I'm sure they did. Yeah, it was like, but it was like uh, you know, it had to be rescheduled because you know those places are booked for a long time. I don't know, so, see this party This this couple they they were gonna then have a party later, but they were like, this this wedding was so great, we don't even need that party anymore. Save some that's money. That's even better. So yeah, so thanks. All thanks to the DJ. That's what the DJ life. I will say the majority of the people dancing were uh, under the age of 11. So I had to switch gears. I was like, well, they're not going to know the songs that I want to play because I played like, uh, this is how you do it. And then you see the little kids stop dancing. And then all of a sudden a dance floor things there. So Then I I pivoted to uh the Pharrell song because I'm happy. There you go, that works. And then everyone came back, and all the little kids were dancing. And then you wanted to play the playlist for my wedding, but that wasn't gonna work (laughs) exactly. I I wanted a block of it, but that girl is poison. uh, I I had uh. I don't think you can consider yourself a real DJ unless you play that song. Yeah, that's what that I that has to be played at every wedding. Otherwise it's not valid. And it's not, it's not a valid party. It's not right. a reception. So, the last thing to then segue into what I want to talk about was in this, the church that they got married at was a, a, probably a priest in his early 50s and then a young deacon that's getting ordained next year and he's on his parish <clears throat> or pastoral year, and it's like a little town i'm talking little town and little town this, usa this deacon was awesome he was a young guy he just preached really well he had a great presence about him and i was kind of like what are you doing here i didn't say that but. On mass on Sunday, he was like, we can't come and greet people. So if you have any feedback, I'll just stand up here and uh, you can just say anything that you want. So we went up and said how good his homily was. But on Friday, his homily. So basically, Father Sean, correct me if I'm wrong, but the last week or so has been the gospel of Matthew, right? Yes. So. The gospel on Friday was um I'll I'll briefly read. It was Matthew 5, 27. And he said, You have heard that it was said, You shall not commit adultery, but I say to you, everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Uh, and if your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away, so on and so forth. So he then talked about um because this was right before the rehearsal, there's adoration mass and then the rehearsal. So in mass, he had read the gospel. And I, for some reason thought he was, I don't know what I thought he was going to say, but he's like, oh, that's, that's some reading to hear right before your wedding. And then everyone laughed. And then he talked about like the different faces of people. And it was a really good homily. So that gospel, Father Sean, then went into on... Today, or Sunday's gospel was about the Eucharist, right? Right. John chapter six. Yesterday was an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Today was, uh, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of the heavenly father. So my question or whatever it is, is all this kind of stuff from these gospels are pretty intense, right? Right. So how, as Catholics, do we interpret it and apply it? I think it's meant to be interpreted for the most part, like uh, there's figures of speech within it, but there's also literal things to take note of, right? The idea that if you look at a woman with lust, you've committed adultery in your head, that's, that's literal, right? There's no, there's no other way to interpret that, right? But uh, like something like cut off your hand rather than sin, pluck out your eye rather than sin, I think it's talking about the importance of uh, the spiritual reality of our existence, that, that at the end of the day, anything that can destroy our physical life is fine as long as it doesn't destroy our spiritual life in the sense that, like, you could be murdered, you could be killed, you could be this, you could be do- that, or whatever it may be. People can hurt you, but if they don't, if you're not sinning, then none of it matters. So, like in that sense, did that did that make sense? What I just said to you it made sense to me. Yes. So, like that idea. No, do that, you have a, a the idea that you go um, go Father Sean? Yeah, the idea that in our lives we're so and I, I've been the, the last two times I've had an opportunity to preach. Uh, was a feast of a martyr, and then this this Sunday, I talked about our uh, how much we rely on a materialistic world, and not in the sense that like not a consumeristic world where everyone's trying to buy things and acquire goods, but in a materialistic world in the sense that like we we often only see the material world and we lose sight of spiritual realities, and there's things that exist that we cannot see that we cannot quantify. Right and like even something like the coronavirus, yeah. All right, so that's a virus we can't see that, and we've become aware of invisible realities. But microscopes can see the coronavirus, but microscopes can't see God. Microscopes can't see the real presence of the Eucharist. Like so, there's a, a matter of faith and a spiritual world that we often miss because we're so focused on simply the material world. So um, to be reminded that that our soul is more important than uh, anything else is, is an important reminder. So how, cause when Jesus says then like, love your enemy as I loved you and love your neighbor and all those things, what is practical advice that you would give to, Like, I guess I'll use myself as an example. So if I have to go back on the road and I know there's people on the tour that I don't like and I don't want to love them, but I have to, you know? yeah. What did that look like? Praying for them is the simplest way of doing it. And then acts of charity is the other thing. So if you know somebody's annoying and you don't like to talk to them, but they also, like, maybe they don't have a lot of other friends, you can dedicate that time to talk to that person and listen to that person. Or if they have a lot of friends and you just don't feel like you know, spending time with them. You could do something like you pack up their stuff on the bus so that they don't have to. So that's an act of charity that you can do for that person. And, and then act of charity is an act of love, right? So charity love. Um, so doing things that are sacrificial for the person helps you to love them. But G- notice that Jesus didn't say you have to like everybody. He just mm-hmm. said you have to love everybody. I, I think, I, like, for me, it's like a, a matter of, like, being bolder than just the average person too, like, or, or just the, the average version of ourself. Like, I know we talked about Pentecost recently and the Holy Spirit recently, but um, I keep, it's, I just keep going back to it. Like now, like how badly we need, and, and I'm talking to myself, just to, to allow the Holy Spirit to work through us. Like I was talking to a priest friend last night about the fact that like, you know, like when you, when you see, when you notice that somebody needs prayer, like, do you do you, like anybody can say to them, I'll, I'll pray for you. Or anyone can say like, you know, I'll, I'll you know, uh, you know, God bless you or something like that. Like that's, that's nothing that's ordinary. But to allow the Holy Spirit to work through you um, is to allow the extraordinary to happen and to say, you know what, let's stop for a moment, and I'm going to preach Jesus to you, you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to speak the truth to you. And I'm going to, I'm going to pray with you right now. And we're going to have a moment together. You know, I think it's the same way with love, our, to love our enemies and pray for our enemies like you know uh you know we could just we can kill them with kindness you know uh just to get them away from us but anybody could do that like how about actually like you know like spending some time with them and listening to them the last person that we'd want to listen to speak like actually like hear them out and um let the holy spirit work through that Uh, what would how would you respond nolan to Say you have like a employee, or and um, someone you work with, and you know a coworker, and you know that they're like doing something. I wouldn't say necessarily like wrong, but they're 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 doing something that you don't necessarily agree with, and you feel the need to say that or call them out. In my circumstance, I'm thinking of someone in particular that like I notice is very selfish, mm-hmm. and try and use me to get what they want and things like that. Where, when I see this gospel, I'm kind of like, is Jesus calling me to just do what they want because that's loving them? Or am I supposed to like tell them that they're selfish? And if so, how do I do it in a loving way? Well, that's just it, right? Because our world, a lot of times people mistake loving somebody you know, for just, you know, complying to, to be, to just uh, tolerate them and to just, and, and that's like, just kind of go with the flow, but the real love it's, yes, it, it could be, it could be depending on the situation that you need to kill someone with kindness and you need to just go along with it and you need to like grin and bear it. But like at the same time, really loving somebody is also telling them the truth. And if you're being made to feel a certain way or you know and you're confident that how they're acting and what they're asking you to do is wrong, um, then the loving response would be to to tell them, to to speak out and to tell them the truth, to find a loving way to do it, to find a a gentle way to do it perhaps, um, but a firm way as well, and like a clear and solid, you know, there can be no questions about this. Do you have anything to add, Father Sean? Yeah, I think that Nolan made a good point. Um, and, and there there's a difference, like, when, what Jesus is saying isn't necessarily uh, this idea that we become pushovers and we just let everyone take advantage of us. That if somebody's doing things that are selfish, you know, and hurting other people, especially other people that you're responsible for, then you can say that you even have an obligation to tell that person that they need to you know, get their act together, but it has to be done in a charitable way. I feel like these past gospels, they obviously all string together, right? Father Sean. Yeah. I mean, it's all from Matthew, except the gospel of the the Eucharist is John, but like, yeah, we've been going in order through Matthew. And I I think they apply to our daily lives. Obviously everyone can relate. And I I think they're timely for me because Having to go back to work and noting a couple people that will challenge this, and I I can have a tendency of just tearing someone down with my words because I if I that's how I justify it that I know that they're wrong, so I'll just rip them, and then they'll feel bad about themselves and then they'll change. But (laughs) that system sometimes works, but that's not necessarily the way. Oh, it it does it does work most of the time. It works, but that's not what these gospels are saying we should do. And I think I, I can also apply that to just the state of the world, so to speak, that we have to love people. And it's, it's easy to just tell people they're being stupid or whatever. But. Well, you could be firm without being cruel. You know, you could be you could lay out the it's truth hard for us, Nolan. Uh, That's very hard for us. Yeah, uh, maybe you. Yeah. But it, it's what it's what I'm going to have to do. Who knows? I mean, everyone could be kumbaya on this, and I'm I just know a couple people where I'm like, oh, great, I'm gonna have to be uh something to them, but we'll see. Who knows? I'll report back in uh two weeks. Yeah, we're gonna have to get the lowdown on this, sitch. yeah, but we'll we'll see. But I, I think these these gospels are challenging, which is good, um, and timely for me, which is annoying but that's how God works sometimes. Shouldn't say annoying, but you know what I mean. Yeah, well, that, I mean, that's what makes us grow. It's true. Because you know that it's an opportunity, so. Yeah. So pray for me on, on this tour. I don't yell at someone. <laughs> I got you. And there was the homily. Boom goes the dynamite boom goes the homily. Lolan, do you have anything to wrap this up? Any, any words of encouragement? No. I mean, I do think the, the, you said the gospels are timely for you. I think they're timely for everybody. I think it's timely for our, our country and our world. A lot of division going on. If people were loving their enemies and, um, you know, worried about, you know, their own uh, sinfulness, um, not so much about what the other's doing. I mean, I don't think it's uh, rocket science to say that we'd be in a better place. Yeah, if only more people recognize that, I guess. But Mm. What do I know? I'm just a doctor. What movie is that from? (laughs) Father Sean. What do I know? I'm just a doctor. What do I know? I'm just a doctor. Do you know, Nolan? I I definitely remember that. I want to say The Hangover. No, Happy Gilmore oh right 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 right. yeah you can't do that i don't i don't i don't don't think you should i don't think you should uh, continue to play it's like i'm gonna i'm gonna finish anyway (laughs) well what do i know i'm just a doctor (laughs) happy look out uh! Ah, oh man see what kind of what other catholic podcast can you go from a A a great reflection from Nolan and Father Sean to a happy Gilmore quote. Catching foxes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I I know they don't listen to this. What other that that that, uh, derives from the Diocese of Rockville Center? I don't yeah. know another Catholic podcast from our diocese. Stop it! Just stop! Just let <laughs> stop it be. all right? I'm just Do you know. I wasn't saying that to be annoying. I'm just saying that I don't. <laughs> know. On a long I don't drive either. recently, I l- tried to listen to Catching Foxes, and I was like, I don't know. I think our podcast could be better. Could be better, but is it better? Or sometimes our podcast it could be better, is better in this than that anything is possible. Yeah, I think. Kevin our, Garnett, I, I think if we if we. Uh, continue it we can be just as sharp as them yeah but it's not a matter of being better or not they, they have a lot more people listening well yeah that's up to you two guys you gotta spread the word we were well, in we st were patrick's just, bulletin yeah we're in st patrick's bulletin so that'll help us get about five more listens thank you to our number one fan I, our number one fan becky riley i i appreciated the heck out of that that was great but that was nice thank you becky So we'll get five more listeners, we'll be in double digits. I would say so. How about that? You have heard it said that this podcast can be better than catching foxes, but I tell you that that won't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Quote the Raven never (laughs) more. Quote the shurn. Quote the shurn nevermore. Never sure, it, never more. Speaking of Shurn, we've been Shearn doing and- good, I think, recently. I think we have been doing good. God bless everyone who has listened to this podcast. You've been listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. See you next time.